everybody and welcome back to another episode of Energetics and Alchemy. My name is Kira and as always thank you so much for tuning in today if you are tuning in. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. As always it has been a little bit since I have jumped on and recorded an episode so I hope everyone's been doing really well over the past couple of weeks. We're still in October at the moment as I'm recording. Um, It's end of October, so it's been a very busy month and I have a very busy couple of weeks ahead, actually. Lots of exciting Halloween activities coming up, which is always a really good time. I'm actually going to a Halloween picnic today, which a friend of mine and I have organized, or an Instagram friend anyway, so looking forward to meeting her today and also meeting hopefully a bunch of other spooky Brisbane-based girls and hopefully forming some new really beautiful friendships. And forming new friendships is one of the things I've actually been manifesting for this year, so more friendships with just like-minded girls. I have a lot of really beautiful friendships in my life at the moment, but there's obviously always room for more. So yeah, hopefully that starts to come to fruition today. It's such beautiful weather at the moment. I've just spent the morning icing cupcakes for the picnic, so I'm hoping it will be a really lovely afternoon, and I'm sure it will be. And on that note, if any listeners of this podcast are Brisbane-based, spooky, witchy, similar interests into like the mystical, um, hit me up because I would love to be friends. So yes, lots on this week. Next weekend is our annual Halloween party that we do. So we'll be organizing that throughout the week and that'll be happening next Saturday night. And then once all of the fun Halloween activities are over, I'm actually heading to Perth for a few weeks. I fly out on, I think, the like 8th or 9th of November, so have like a week to rest after Halloween. <laughs> and then flying out not long after. So yes, I'm going to stay with my sister in Perth for a few weeks, and I'm going to be meeting my new little nephew, which I'm very, very excited for. And it should be a really good time. And then... After that, it will be late November and then it'll pretty much be Christmas. So the rest of this year is literally just going to fly by so quickly. In other exciting news, we also booked a Japan trip the other day, which my partner is probably very sick of me talking about at this point because I'm so excited for it. It's all I've been thinking and talking about over the past few days. <laughs> but um, yes, we have booked a Japan trip, which is very exciting. And it was another item on my manifestation list for this year. I really wanted to book a trip to Japan. And yeah, we finally went through with it. We had had money set aside for... um. Like we've been saving up to pay for like flights and accommodation. So we've had that money set aside in an account ready to buy flights essentially as soon as we saw good ones come up. And I had been waiting for like a sale to come on for the time of year that we wanted to go and at the right price. Like we didn't want to pay more than like a thousand dollars for return flights. And yeah, essentially Qantas had a really decent sale the other day and I actually looked at it a couple of times the sale went for like a few days and I looked at it a couple of times before we actually booked it and I wasn't going to book tickets like I feel like I was looking at it and I was kind of like oh like I don't know I just had a lot going on I wasn't in the mindset of like yes we should book this like this is perfect but then on the last day of the sale I actually went back and had another look at it and I was like this is actually like around the time of year that we'd like to go And it's within our budget for flights and it's Qantas, which is 
like Australia's probably nicest airline, like their planes and stuff are just nice, more spacious. We were looking at booking Jetstar, which for anyone within Australia or maybe outside of Australia, I don't really know whether, I mean, obviously they do international flights, but anyway, Jetstar is kind of like our like budget airline. So we were looking at flying Jetstar, but um, we would have had to have paid extra for like luggage and extra for like in-flight food and all of that kind of stuff. So when I actually looked at the Qantas flights, I was like, they're actually really good value. They're around the time of year we want to go. We'll have like luggage, in-flight food and entertainment and all of that included. So hell yeah, like let's book it. And so that night we just took the plunge and booked the flights. And now we are due to go in May of next year, which I'm so, so excited for. I've already been planning our like itinerary. We are going to be doing three days at Disneyland because Disneyland is just like my favorite place in the world. So I'm super excited for that. And then we'll be doing, I think, like three or four days in Tokyo and then going down to like Osaka, Kyoto, Nara, those kind of areas for a few days. And yeah, that's pretty much it. It would be like a fairly, I mean, it's 10 days, I think, the trip. So um, it's not like a massively long trip, but it'll be enough to get everything we want to get done down there down there over there don't really know what the right terminology is there but um everything we want to get done in Japan so yes very excited and very grateful that we got kind of like perfect flights um it's a good example of kind of keeping your options open as I said I had had in mind that we would book Jetstar just because they're the cheapest for Japan flights like I feel like they always have them on sale for really cheap but we ended up getting the Qantas flights for around the same price. They're a little bit more expensive, but not by much. And they're going to be much better flights at the end of the day. So as I said, when I was first looking at them, I was kind of like, I guess not, not giving it too much thought because it was Qantas and I thought we would be going Jetstar. So I was kind of like, oh, like Qantas is expensive. Like I won't even bother really looking at their sale. Like it'll be cheaper to still just get the Jetstar tickets. But yeah, after looking at it, like it didn't work out that much more expensive. So it's a good example of not just really narrowing in on one option and kind of keeping your options open and looking for other ways in which the universe is kind of like, here is what you want. <laughs> here is the thing. Like it looks different to what you thought it might look like, but here is the thing. Like this is it. Take it. But anyway, that is enough chatting about me and myself. I will dive into the episode now, I suppose. <laughs> Um, so today I want to chat with you all about a concept called the ladder of believability. And I believe I have mentioned this before briefly on the podcast in maybe an earlier episode, but I just want to go a little bit deeper into the concept and into the idea of really building up our trust within ourselves and our manifesting abilities and within the universe. So basically the ladder of believability is a metaphorical ladder that we have to climb in our minds. <laughs> and as we climb the ladder, it's basically the process of building up our ability to believe. So the idea is that when it comes to manifesting, we need to start small and allow ourselves to actually build up the belief that it is possible for us to call in our desires. So we get kind of bigger and bigger each time. So for example, you can't just dive straight into manifesting, say, a million dollars, like unless you're already a millionaire or you've called in a million dollars in the past, or maybe you have like really close friends or relatives that are millionaires. So it's like very believable that you could achieve that as well. Even then, if you haven't kind of experienced it firsthand, I feel like it'll still be kind of tricky. 
But if that were to be the case and you already had like a degree of believability around the concept of calling it a million dollars because you've either done it before or you have people in your life who have done it, then it's going to be more believable for you and therefore more possible for you to do that. But for the average person who hasn't ever held a million dollars or hasn't ever, you know, experienced being a millionaire or doesn't have anyone close in their life who has been a millionaire, it just wouldn't really work because that belief that you could have a million dollars just isn't really instilled in you. Like you're not holding that belief that it's possible for you because you've never experienced it and you've never seen other people experience it either or not in a like realistic, relatable way anyway. So the reason that we can't just dive into manifesting these big items or big desires is because as we've discussed before, we need to really be able to believe in something before we can actually see the thing show up in our lives. Our subconscious mind needs to be able to believe it's possible for us to get that thing. And being really realistic, unless you've been close to or have had that thing previously before, the belief just isn't going to be there. On the other hand, though, if you were trying to manifest, say, like five or ten dollars, that would be like easy peasy because you've obviously had five dollars before. It feels incredibly achievable, like it's not out of the realm of possibility for you. So the belief in your ability to manifest five dollars is already there. We don't have to second guess for a second whether it's possible for us to manifest five dollars. It's just like, of course. It's the energy of being like, duh, of course I can manifest five dollars. So when we're climbing the ladder of believability, we're basically bumping things up a little bit at a time. So you might start with manifesting $5, which is like, sweet, all done. And then you might say, okay, I'm going to manifest $50. And that's a little bit of a bigger jump, but still not completely unbelievable. And then once you've achieved that, you might bump that up a little bit further to like, okay, I'm going to manifest $100 and so on and so forth. And each time you're bumping it up and each time you're manifesting that thing, you're growing your scale of believability. So that scale of belief in yourself and in the universe and in your ability to manifest. And this can apply to anything really, not just money. Money is a nice, easy example to use because it's very literal and very calculated as far as like the steps of the ladder go. Like, you know, you can go 5, 10, 15, 100, 500, 1,000. But it can really be applied to anything. So, for example, if you're trying to call in like a really luxurious dream home that feels completely out of reach for you where you currently are, you might start with something more achievable, but that is still kind of a reflection or a step in the right direction towards what you're actually desiring. Maybe you'll try manifesting a home that has some of the qualities you admire in a home. And then maybe a year or so down the track, you'll manifest something even closer to what you're really desiring. And again, so on and so forth. So you're taking those steps. You're not just diving straight into the deep end. And so the idea is that instead of throwing ourselves in the deep end and essentially setting ourselves up for failure by putting these really unbelievable desires and pressures on ourselves, we're instead taking smaller steps and building up our ability to trust and believe. And as we do start to call things in and we start to really see the magic happening, it gets easier and easier to manifest those bigger things because we're able to back that belief. We're able to trust in ourselves and trust in the universe and trust in that co-creation process. And expanders can also really help with this as well. This is why having people or things that feel expansive and really stretch your believability is so beneficial. Like I mentioned before, 
even if you haven't necessarily held a million dollars yourself, like if you have really close friends or family or expanders in your life that have, that can also help you to grow that belief and that trust. If you're trying to manifest an income of, say, $10,000 a month, it's going to be a lot easier to believe that it's possible for you if you've seen other people achieve that. And if you've never seen something happen to other people, let alone yourself, it's going to be really hard to genuinely believe that deep down on a subconscious level, it's possible for you. When we have people around us who have already achieved the thing and show us that that thing is possible, we can look at these expanders and be like, wait, if they can do that, I can do that too. And that helps us to take those steps up the ladder. And when we're looking for expanders, it helps if they align with our kind of current situation too, or if they're kind of relatable, I guess. It's not going to be particularly beneficial or effective if you're using an expander who was like born into wealth and has essentially come from a completely different path and background to you. But if you're able to find someone who has been where you've been before, or at least close to where you've been, and you can see that they have managed to climb to where they are now, which is where you want to be, or again, close to where you want to be, that's going to be a lot more beneficial for instilling the belief that that is possible for you to do that thing too. So when it comes to the journey of manifestation, especially when you're first kind of starting out, first kind of dipping your toe into the world of manifesting, if we're not starting at a level that feels somewhat comfortable to us, it's going to end in us being discouraged and overwhelmed and feeling like things just don't work out for us when we're not able to call in those things. It's going to just be knocking us further down the ladder or just completely off the ladder. And so just to clarify, when I say starting at a level that feels somewhat comfortable, it can be beneficial and I would recommend in the early days to start at a really comfortable level. So for example, a really common one that people will talk about when discussing like manifestation is manifesting a free coffee. So I feel like this is always like the go-to recommended starting point just to try out your ability to manifest and to start really building that trust. But as things progress, we do also want to be stretching our belief a little bit. So as you're climbing up the ladder, you do want to be calling in things that do feel a bit further out of your comfort zone or beyond what you already have, obviously. So we don't necessarily want to be just like stuck in that comfort zone, but to start with, it can be a really good place to be just because we then have the ability to see firsthand what we're actually capable of calling in before we start to take those steps outside of the comfort zone into manifesting bigger, stretchier kind of things. And it's just about really judging what I guess feels good for us, like what feels believable, but not too too much of a stretch. So if you're trying to manifest money, maybe you've manifested $100 and that felt pretty good, pretty comfy, um, not too stretchy. But then when you think about manifesting $500, it might be a bit more of a like, ooh, like that feels like a bit of a challenge feeling. And not a challenge to the point of feeling impossible, but a challenge enough that it's a step up from where you're currently at. And paying attention to how things make you feel is a really good indicator of where you're currently sitting on the ladder as well. So if I were to say to you, like, okay, today you're going to manifest $10,000. Does that make you feel a little bit like, oh, that's not going to (laughs) happen? Like, does that feel uncertain or does it make you feel like skeptical? Pay attention to how that thing feels within you. 
and pay attention to the believability you have behind that thing. Do you feel genuinely worthy of that thing and feel like it's totally achievable for you? These are really good indicators of where things sit on our own personal ladders of believability. And the concept of feeling worthy of these things really goes hand in hand with this as well, because a big part of our believability and what we're able to call in and what we're able to achieve for ourselves is rooted in how worthy we feel of those things. If you're trying to manifest money, but you don't feel genuinely worthy of money, there's going to be like a push and pull there, like it's not going to work or not smoothly at least. And just a reminder as well that all of this is really rooted in our subconscious mind. So you can be telling yourself you believe in something on a conscious level that you can be saying on a conscious level, like, yeah, of course I'm worthy. Of course I believe that that's achievable for me. But if you don't actually hold that belief in your subconscious mind, it's just not going to have the same effect because it's not actually like in your, in your core that you believe it. We need it to be mirrored in our subconscious beliefs as well. We need to be really holding that worthiness and holding that belief that it's possible for us in our subconscious. And that's where all of the building new beliefs and reprogramming our brains and reprogramming our subconscious comes in because that's kind of the key to to all of this as well. And when we're taking steps up the ladder and we're manifesting those smaller things, that's instilling in our subconscious that those things are possible for us. The more your subconscious mind is witnessing that in your life you're able to manifest things and you're able to call in your desires, the easier it's going to be to grow that ability to call in the bigger things as well. So to begin practicing building up your believability, I would really encourage you to begin taking those smaller steps. Again, money is a very easy one to work with because it's very literal. It's very, again, like specific values. So it's just easy to conceptualize, but start with choosing an amount of money you want to manifest and start at a level that is like really believable, really small. It could even just be like a dollar or two dollars on the ground, for example. So start small, start at this point and wait for that manifestation to drop in and wait to find that coin on the ground before you then start stretching it into bigger manifestations. Start with manifesting a coin, let it come to you, let yourself call that in. And then once you've got that, it'll be easier to manifest than $5 and then $10 and then $100 and then $500 and then (laughs) $1,000. So that is all I have for you today. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it useful, that there's been some little line of wisdom in there that has really resonated with you and that will stick with you. And yeah, as always, I really appreciate anyone that has tuned in or anyone that has been supporting the podcast in any capacity. If you feel so called to, I would really appreciate if you could leave a rate and review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. And yeah, I'm just really, really grateful for anyone that chooses to listen to me talk about this kind of stuff because I'm obviously very passionate about it. It is very important to me. It's a big part of my life. So I really appreciate that anyone would take time out of their day to listen to me talk about the things that I am passionate about. (laughs) And even better, if you find it useful and helpful, and if it helps to shift a perspective or shift anything in your life for you, that would just absolutely light me up to think that that is a thing for people. Anyway, I will love you and leave you there. I hope everyone's having a really beautiful day or night or whatever time it is, wherever you are. 
I hope everyone has an extra spooky Halloween and that you get to spend it with people you love and have a really fun time. I would actually really love to hear what people get up to for Halloween. So if you want to swing me a DM on Instagram and let me know what you're doing for Halloween, that would be pretty cool. And on that note, actually, you can follow me on Instagram as well at Energetics and Alchemy. Big, big love to everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.